Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Skip the tutorial, number one video game podcast on the WJ Ranch. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Joe Exotic Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Tiger King Fortner. What's going on, TK? That bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> I got an excerpt from her diary right here. I'm going to read it. Uh, how, how, are you, how are you doing, sir? How are, how are you doing this week? Doing, I'm doing great, man. You know, stuff like stuff, life, like things like that put life, life in perspective for me. I can't even talk just thinking about that bitch, Carol Basket. It's hard, man. It's hard when she crawls under your skin. She crawls under your skin. Got her little hippie outfits and her wreath on her head, and like she's the princess of the Amazon forest. Woman, you ain't She-Ra. She-Ra was He-Man's sister. You leave She-Ra out of this. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! I didn't. I didn't want to drink the Kool Aid, but I've been drinking the Kool Aid, man. I've been. I've been drinking the motherfucking Kool Aids, right? We're like, let's just get straight to it, cause we know we're gonna talk about. We gotta talk about that shit. That that hit me out from left field. I can't wait to talk about that shit. Uh, but like, what? Okay, okay. So everybody, this is our show. We talk about video games. There it is. Brian always does this. We have a format we normally do, what we've been playing, whatever news, and a free form at the end. Or not a free form, sometimes a, a roundtable based on, you know, whatever we choose. This week, we will be talking about everything but... The thing dot, that dot, shall dot. not be named. There it is. You're right. It's like right. Harry Potter. Don't say its name. Don't say its name. Everything but... But yeah, Todd, you summed it up perfectly there. I'm just going to say this. You know the only people that care about Tigers? Real people that care about Tigers? 80s cartoon fans. Because we grew up on Thundercats and He-Man. And we have Beast Wars later on the line. So we like the animals. We like the Tigers. That's what we like. I want to protect the Tigers. But yes, let's talk about video games first. Before we get into some of the stupid insane nature of the thing we're referencing which have you have not seen you will watch after this show um todd i have one question for you though just to start us out just to start us out on a normal foot before we get off down crazy meth mouthville what have you been playing i've been trying to play neo 2 i must say i taught that shit about Sekiro, I, I'm not good at Neo 2, but I still love it. I, I still love it. I haven't gotten into Doom as much as I like, but I did finally start getting into my 2K groove again, for real. I got to shout out my homeboy, Spree. You know, he's been free for a while, my dude. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. That's my family. My boy, Lil G. Uh, Curtis, 
you know what I'm saying, Punisher finally on there so we can finally get some Rick games in, a good stretch, you know what I'm saying? So I've been playing that. And I just wanted to give a weird shout-out, like, back in the gap, back when I was really into the shit playing the game, bro. I had a sleeper team back in the day, one of the all-time greatest 2K teams was the 07-08 Denver Nuggets team. I know this is real random, but it was the team with Carmelo Anthony, oh, Allen Iverson, Birdman, Kenya right? Martin, Martin, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I thought uh-uh. Birdman Starting was on five. there. Video game, did the, think, think about this video for the video game. Okay. AI, Carmelo Anthony, Kenya Martin, Marcus Camby, and young J.R. Smith. Ah, J.R. Smith. Hold on real quick. Pause. No on. worries, no worries. Hello? Had J.R. Smith on there before the infamous, I thought there was more time left situation a couple years ago. (laughs) Right. Before you look like Charlie Brown on the court going, oh, I don't know what's going on. Lucy pulled the football. This isn't my fault. This is your fault. I got completely thrown off by everything. (laughs) I know you did. Are we we recording again? We are recording again. That's why I said the J.R. Smith bit. Oh, yeah, see, okay, yeah, yeah. 07, back when it was real, back when even, like, 2K came in real handy during 07, 08 at that time. Let me really yeah. age myself. Now, I really used to play competitively, competitively. This is before, like, my career. Like, I randomly was watching some uh some old Carmelo Anthony Denver Nuggets footage and shit like that on Facebook, like, a few days ago, probably a week ago, and I thought about it. I was like, bruh, on 2K, that 07 018 with the young J.R. Smith that used to be the spot up shooter and Carmelo cheat mode and AI was he was like 33 years old, but still, you know what I'm saying, Cole. And then Marcus Camby, that used to be the team. Like that was really a cheat code team. When I would like I go over there, be like, oh, okay, who you gonna play with? I'd be like, pull out Denver, cheat code. It was almost kind of like like uh Michael Vick on Atlanta. Like he was <laughs> like a cheat code player, right? Yeah. Like, especially yeah. if you know somebody that was cold. But yeah, so I'm finally back on the 2K a little bit, man. Finally, finally finding a squad that I'm really, really enjoying this time with playing. Um, I can't say enough about the experience with Neo 2, though, even though I am garbage. Like, I really highly rate that fucking game. Like, amazing. And I just got to spend some more time with Doom. But that's pretty much, I don't want to take up any more time with what I've been playing. That's been pretty much what I've been doing this week. What about yourself, good sir? All right. So I wanted to go into this week and I wanted to play a lot of games. But then one game took over my time. Todd, I have a question for you, though. Have you ever had a game that was not good, but you just couldn't stop playing it no matter what you did? Because there was something about the game that you're just like, yeah, I'm just not done with this one yet. Fifteen, A Legend Reborn, probably the worst game I couldn't stop playing. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. One, that game, it just feels kind of outdated and bizarre. And that it's even been released. Okay, so the game that I'm referencing is Fantasy Star Online 2. So just to give everybody kind of a historical context behind Fantasy Star Online, it was one of the first like up-and-coming multiplayer games, MMORPGs, that was on the Dreamcast. That's the first Fantasy Star. A lot of people played the Dreamcast. Here's a clue. You can technically still play the Dreamcast Online version. You just have to spend $140 to get an adapter for your Dreamcast. And there's still homemade servers out there. But Fantasy Star Online 2 came out in 2012 in Japan. So it came out in Japan, and there was promises that it was going to be released later that year in the States. 
Well, eight years later, it finally gets its release in the States. So it gets its release. They sign an exclusive contract with Microsoft. It's right now, it is exclusively on Xbox, from my understanding. That's where you can get it. Xbox One, so that's where I've been playing it. So I thought to myself, if they're bringing it out to the West, surely, Todd, they will do some type of updates to it. They'll, you know, update some graphics, maybe add some different functionality for controller support. Maybe they'll go in and add different quests, like maybe specific quests for the Western release. Um, no, <laughs> from my understanding, they did none of that. Like, it is just a straight up game from 2012. It's just the port of Fantasy Star Online 2. And it feels every bit like a time capsule of a game. Like, it was made in 2012, and yeah, they've updated Quest since then, but it still feels very much like a 2012 game. Like, definitely a 2012 MMORPG. So there are some kind of interesting things about it that I'm enjoying. The battle system, I actually kind of like. I think the battle system in the game is quite... I wouldn't say clever, but it's fun, and it's got an interesting concept to it. So I, you, I hate to cut you off, man. Yes. My mind is thrown off, though. Okay, so basic. What type of game is this again? It's an MMO. It's an MMO. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. it's an MMO. So the battle system, like I was saying, I actually am kind of enjoying. It's not super complex to any imagination. You've got your four different classes. You've got your different abilities. You can dash. You can block. You have different uh, attacks that you can assign to different weapons. I think that's where the game really shines, though, is the attack tree, the actual weapon attack systems that you can assign and how many you get. So my MMO experience has mostly been stuff like Neverwinter. And in Neverwinter, you unlock these different attacks by XP, like building your XP. But in Fantasy Star Online 2, which has this pretty cool sci-fi setting, and I kind of like that, you actually unlock these different attacks by picking them up off of monsters. They're loot drops in the field. Hey man, you know I, I dig me some Neverwinter, but I must be honest. It was a, it was this young scallywag, <laughs> no hair and back. Uh, scallywag. Man, she was yes. I'm no no disrespect intended. She would understand. She she would think say some things like, "Be a pirate, give me that booty." She had a big old fat ass. And, Big old African titties, little chocolate thing from Washington D.C. But anyway, she's a real gamer, cause and uh, she got me in the Neverwinter. Um, yeah, my bad. No, so yeah, anyway, I, I like Neverwinter stuff. I like right, Neverwinter. Right. As soon as you said Neverman, I was like, Paul here, Scallywag. Paul no Scallywag. Oh God, that's the kind of person I think to describe as playing Neverwinter. <laughs> nah, man, but no, but that's a bad motherfucker. Actually, I wish yeah. you got her on. All jokes aside, I told that's the same motherfucker I was trying to say whenever uh we were trying to maybe do some Twitch stuff that we probably needed to get on Destiny because she was a beast at that shit. Mm. But she was the one that introduced me to um Neverwinter and it's dope. So it's, it's that's kind of what the experience you would compare it to as far as on like fun level, but more of a sci-fi experience. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's about the same. Neverwinter, though, like you, you have to realize like this game hasn't been updated since 2012, and Neverwinter they've constantly supported and constantly okay. updated. The only thing that I can think of of why they would release this game now, in my imagination, is because they're getting ready for Fantasy Star Online three, and they're probably gonna do a dual release in the east or in the east and in the west at the same time so they're like well we have to gauge interest in fantasy star online 2 and right now i think that's kind of what they're doing i mean some of it i like like don't get me wrong some of it, i like the monsters 
I really do. I actually like the creatures themselves. I like the way the map's built. I like getting into some of these. Um, you can go through and you can kind of do some of these uh, one-time missions where you're going through with a party of like 10 to 12 people. And all you're doing is like trying to fight waves of monsters. That's a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually enjoying that quite a bit. And I've leveled up my character a lot. Um, so like I'm a level 27 right now, I want to say. Um, which was pretty, pretty fast. I was trying to power level as much as possible. Um, but I'm enjoying it. And I like, I like the way that when you do customize the costume, the little things it adds, like if I add a back shield to it, it'll put the back shield on my back and it'll automatically match the color scheme that I've made for my costume. Like I don't have to go in there and customize the color scheme of the item. It just automatically does it for me. Um, that being said, it's not a great game. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really not like it's in 2012, I would have loved this game a lot more. If that makes sense. Like if I, I hadn't met that ball, hit a scallywag in that coincidental, I'm being dead serious about that. Like that's the year <laughs> that, that is coincidental. That's the year. Right there. I don't think she's really ball headed. This motherfucker's so big. But uh, you said this was a uh, Xbox exclusive, right? Yes. Yes. So you can Which get it made, before I forget the point. The game pass, bro. Power Rangers has battlefront. Woo! Now. Of the battle shit, the new paddle, and I, I don't know. I'm gonna try to. I don't know if I'm gonna try the bleeding edge thing and the ori thing. I just wanted to uh, say that before I forgot with the game pass that is uh, oh, going on right now. Because yeah. I know you fuck with Power Rangers. We've been waiting on that one because I know it's supposed to be some updates on it. So I figured you might like. Yeah, I'm actually um, installing it now. Now that you said that, I'm installing dude, it right now. Right, right, right. I figured you'd appreciate it, my brother. And uh, like, okay, so it's I mean, the most too. Though. One more thing, I wanted to ask you to leave this open. Did you ever get a chance to play DC online at all, or did you? Did, did no, you no, no, no. I, I played that a little bit. I played it a little okay. bit. My issue with DC online was the same thing that I ran into with Star Trek online, where it just moves so slowly. <laughs> like, especially with just like some of the the trans transitions from menu to menu, or transitions from mission like your hub area to the actual mission area. Like some of that moves so slowly for me that it was very frustrating. Here's what I'll say about Fantasy Star Online 2. It's a very quick transition. You move very quickly from screen to screen, from menu to menu. Like, I, I really appreciate that, especially in an MMO where you're already expected to spend a lot of time in it. Um, speaking of Power Rangers, I just wanted to say I added something new to my Laserdisc collection right there. You see, you see that Laserdisc collection sitting over there, Todd? I added Turbo, the Power Rangers movie. On Laserdisc. Yeah, it was one of the best things I've ever gotten in a long time. Is that time. Janet Jackme back there as well? What are you doing <laughs> with Janet Jackme stuff? Hey, we all have our fetishes, bro. Uh, and neon bikinis? <laughs> it's. I've also got a Ren doll. You see my Ren doll? It's right. The Janet Jackme's right next to the... Where's the Battlefront 2? The Battlefront 2 is there. That is Ren... And then Stimpy is down there. And then you like right, man. you like my, my question mark from Mario, my question yeah. block. Yeah. Now, did you get that from uh, when we went to the convention? No, the question block my wife got me for my birthday one year. Oh, uh, okay. All you right. Can, I, my bad. You can I've hit it th- and it lights up and makes a coin sound. I've been throwing I've been throwing off ever since the ball head scallywag thing, man. I didn't mean to throw that Janet Jackie thing in there. My girl or my mom doesn't need to listen to this episode. They don't listen anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. This but is now, the man, one I'm where you call your mom and tell her not to listen and she listens yeah. anyway. 
Nah, she don't listen to this shit. That's why. That's that's the fun part. This isn't for you, man. This isn't for you. <laughs> I don't mean, if she did. She gets it. You know what I'm saying? It was not my fault. But no, that's what's up, man. Laser disc collections. I already know what time it is. Yeah, uh, I just recently added the three original theatrical cuts of Star Wars right there behind the Night of the Living Dead. So I recently added those. And I got. Have you seen the new Star Wars? Or are we going to talk about that later when we get into the movies and stuff? I have not seen it yet. I need to see it. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, down a little bit after after we talk about the Tiger King, is I guess. Yes. Oh, one other thing that I bought this week too, while I was on eBay. I'm not spending money except on eBay, which I need to stop. But I bought a CGC 9.8 of Swamp Thing, the uh, Saga of the Swamp Thing number 20, which started the Alan Moore series. I was very excited about that. I haven't had anybody to talk to, and I'm nerding out just a little bit all week. Uh, it's It's been fun, but no. We did look through the news, everybody who's listening. We looked through the news, and there's not really a whole lot of news out there. Except what? Like, PlayStation 5 is not going to be delayed. That was, like, one of the big things this week. That was a positive thing, I think. I, was just, I, was, I just thought that was a positive little nugget. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, they, and I guess you know, Doom Eternal, like, yeah, Doom Eternal apparently smashed sales records. So, which I imagine, like, at this Deservedly time, so that's a game I'm surprised you hadn't fucked with yet. Yeah, I've been but in. I don't know. I could see how that could also maybe potentially stress folks out. Yeah, and I think it's also because I've been. Um, I got a fan running. Hold on, let me try to. Yeah, Doom Eternal. I want to, but like. So this whole lockdown thing for me has brought out this other side, like not other side. It's just like this hidden side, not really hidden, not like my VHS tapes. It's brought out my like I'm reconnecting with like the comic book geek inside of me in a big way. And so that's really what I've been on is a lot of DC shit. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But I know there's one thing we wanted to talk about because there wasn't much news this week. And it is the Tiger King of Oklahoma. Um what Joe Exotic? But how do you remember his real last name? Because that real last name was Mal, Mal, Maldano, Do or something. Yeah, Maldano, I believe. It was, Maldano. It was something. Check, double check it. Yeah, hold on. I, I had no desire to watch that show. Me um, neither. Not till you told me. Okay. All right. Was I? Was I? Did you feel me as far as the editing on it? Yeah. Appreciated more than I ever could. Like after you pointed it out, I was like, my God, dude, that took some work. Like you're jumping back and forth in time, like that. That whoever the editor is on that needs to. They need an award of some kind, like for what they pulled off with that. Because that is, and the way they ramped it up at the end of that first episode, and you're just like, what the hell? Where did, when did this start? My mind, like my face, slowly went from like reserved, quiet, watching this show to my jaw slowly going, uh, like I'm watching it the whole time. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is this? Why, why do people exist? It's just, I could not believe it. This is America. This is what it is. And it was the most, I can't, it's one of the most, sadly, it's one of the most entertaining things I can remember watching. In at least the past five years. Yes. And I mean, I told you, like, I finished watching it last night. And it just, it's beyond me. It's beyond me right now. These, like, really endangered species <laughs> in a country that they're not supposed to really be in, owned by people 
who have meth addictions and <laughs> millions of dollars and starting and cults and yeah <laughs> starting love cults sexual cults when my nigga said i'm gayer than a three dollar bill i don't even know if you got to that point <laughs> there's so many things i'm not even mad at him because it's like it's just he has guns yeah and he blows stuff up I and know. he owns tigers <laughs> and he has two husbands <laughs> in oklahoma when he ran he said he ran for president of the united states i'm like why didn't he get elected he, he did. He ran for president and governor. I don't want to spoil shit for you because it actually it gets fucking. What was the last thing like part that you saw? Uh, it was episode three. So episode three was the one where they're talking about Carol Baskins and her husband, and that was nutty too. Like I'm just like so you not only and spoiler alert, full spoiler alert for anybody listening. And Todd, feel free to spoil it for me too because. I'm going to be watching it anyway. It doesn't matter. I have to see these people to believe these people There's are real. There's one thing that I will not spoil because it's so fucked up. Okay. You got to watch it. And I don't want to do a, you know, disservice. Go got ahead. it. Okay. So, like, Carol Baskin's, like, nuts. Clearly crazier than hell. And her husband disappears. She breaks into her husband's office steals both power of attorneys and wills and then refiles them with the court and then files for his death in absentia like six months later and nobody questions this like nobody but joe exotic and a couple other people like maybe the attorney maybe his attorney because the attorney seemed like he was like i'm just saying karma's a bitch like like, it's going to come back on some people. Somebody's going to stub their toe, and the truth is going to come out. Do you find it strange that uh, the Don Antley dude has multiple wives, and Joe Exotica has multiple husbands, and they own exotic animals? Like, yes. And, and, and the, the tragedy, it's like a Shakespearean fucking tragedy if you're the tigers. Thank you. They're just tigers. Like, they're trying to live. And when he eats some meat, they want to have some well, sex. Not, not only that, they're born in captivity. Yes. It's like the most cool. Like I told you, it's like kicking a dragon. But that just goes to show. It's just like a weird cultural thing that I can't stop watching. And it's just, and it's like part of me, like I get the American side. Like, fuck it. It's capitalism, baby. If you can make a million dollars selling fucking tigers, so be it. Shaq bought some tigers from Joe Exotica. I ain't mad at Joe Exotica. That's the thing. But it's just the strangest shit. This is like making a murderer meets fucking not Ozark meets the opiate crisis in Massachusetts yes. meets Crocodile Dundee like, meets what Game of Thrones <laughs> like it really and like part of me like respects Joe Exotic a little bit I'm just like you're just you bro you just... I respect the fuck I really was crazy I respect all these insane people because the level of insanity is crazy but for real, like, not to sound like one of these overly, like, I give a fuck about animals because I don't. Like, I'm not one of these people that would trade a human being's life for dogs. No. I'm sorry. I'm about to piss some people off. But, you know, I'm Michael Vick paid his price for the dog thing. And I think it was worse that they took $120 million for somebody that could have helped this community out. But we can agree to disagree. Motherfucking Joe Exotica, though, on a base level, I can't be mad at Joe. No. Like they said, it's something about his character of just like, 
He's a gay, drug-addicted, gun-loving, tiger-owner psychopath. And I'm kind of like, he's the perfect character. He encapsulates everything that is American. Like, I'm just saying, like, you own and big he animals. ran for president. Uh, he ran for <laughs> president and, and was on national for running for president. And he had a chance. He had, he had a, a chance. Not a chance to win in hell, but he had a chance to even be acknowledged for a president. And then when he ran for governor, he was re- he had 19% of the vote of Oklahoma for governor. Joe Exotica, the motherfucking Tiger King. Listen to me, man. I'm putting like I, I don't want to spoil the whole thing because we could probably talk about this shit again. But the editing part, like I said, what wrapped it up for me was it was the coincidence and the irony of an edit where you own, breed, and sell endangering animals and basically profit off of it like slavery damn near and the last edit cut or after all of this shit is man i'm in a cage yeah (laughs) dude that was brilliant not only that like one of your employees gets their arm ripped off by a tiger and they return to work five days later later because it's best for the zoo Crystal meth is a hell of a drug, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> it's the craziest, nuttiest Crystal thing meth, I've ever seen. Crystal meth has to listen. I know a couple of people that fuck with ice, but like not, not on a consistent level. On that level, that I like, I steered away from them in personal life. I believe, but I always wondered where these people got their millions of dollars from to buy these highfalutin drugs and spend it on prostitution. Now I get it. <laughs> it's tigers. It's tigers. And then you have the other guy who, like, they touch on in, like, the second episode, but it's the drug runner who's convicted of murder who has his own tiger farm now. Like, this is a whole subculture in America that's insane. Because Charlie Sheen has tiger blood. The, I see now what he was saying. I get it. Now I get it. Like, you have tiger blood. You You probably own a few tigers. Like, and then I'm just looking at the tigers going... These poor tigers. These poor tigers. They just And that bitch Carol Baskins over there trying to make it seem like it's better on her side. And it's the same, same, same thing. You're doing the same thing. In fact, it's almost worse because you don't even pay people. You get people to volunteer for your cult. And they're working twelve hour days. Like for nothing. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Like, Carol's almost the same thing or almost worse. And see, at least, I think what it is why you respect Joe Exotica about it is because he ain't hiding it. Yeah. He ain't hiding shit. No, he's just being him. Like, the other dude, the Don Ansel dude with the with the Haram, with oh. the bad bitches and the monkeys and shit like that, he's goddamn, now that's the psycho of them all, for real. He's the, like, the biggest psycho, I think. Well, it's because he's you know, so manipulative and so good at hiding he's in, it. Extremely intelligent. Yes. Like the guy knows he's playing the game. He's playing he's 40 a doctor, chess. Man. He's a doctor. <laughs> at least he keeps saying he is. Do, do you know what he's a doctor of? Did you Mystical get arts. I was like, wait a second. This... If that ain't pimping, if that ain't pimping, I don't know what he is. And everybody calls you Doc. Everybody calls you Doc. But he's smart. He walked, he rolled up on an elephant on a motherfucker and got millions of people. Like, that's some crazy shit. Uh, part of, look, like I say, man, I respect it, but that just, it's to a point now. And I mean, 
it, it kind of puts a, it puts some shit in perspective of like what's going on and what I'm watching right now and why it was so entertaining to me. I I suggest it literally a lot. Um, did you you didn't get a chance to watch Bloodshot? No, 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 I didn't. Okay, I, I I did. I I you watched Bloodshot. I watched Birds of Prey. So that's what it was. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But like Tiger King is like. I can't stop, man. Like, I can't wait to stop recording so I can go finish watching. And I have yard work to do. Like, I have legitimate things I need to do around the house. But I got to know what happens to Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, and Doc McStuffins over there. Man, who I did, it was perfect. I did not think I was going to stop watching it. I watched Bloodshot. And then my girl, like, just it was like a psychic link. It was that perfect timing to put Tiger King back on, bro. Yes. It gets more fucked up. Yeah, I'm te- like, like the Jeff Lowe missing it, and then it was just like, uh, it was it, it brought me through a whole emotional roller coaster because I felt so bad for the Tigers. I would get, I would almost get. You, yeah, you talked about this. Like, I'm kind of weird about that though. Like, like I said, I don't give a fuck about animals like that, but I have a problem with zoos it, to an extent. Like, oh, I, I do like too. the out the idea of like people going through natural habitats and enjoying animals in their natural habitat as opposed to putting them in cages, kind of like my cousins. Shit like that, like yeah. I would rather that, but um. Well, the only place yeah. that I'll visit is there's a wildlife preserve when you're on your way to Austin that it's they're not caged. They're just like you drive your car through it, and like the zebras walk up to your car, like or they'll run well, by I mean, you. Look, I don't think all zoos are bad. I don't think people, but it's just, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's something something like, like that, I don't like them. Weird, like why? But the, the thing that kills me is like, how is it possible? For there to be more tigers there, yeah. collectively, in the entire world. In the entire world, dude. And, like, one of the things is, like, watching these creatures when, like, we're watching the show, I'm just like, they're beautiful, man. They're beautiful creatures. Like, they're strong. They got these powerful jaws. Like, they're to be respected. And yet, it's almost like this human domination thing. Like, we get off on dominating things that are stronger or bigger than us. Or, like dominating each other and i also it's, think it's crystal meth weird... is a hell of a drug and which is what was in world war ii americans you know had had a disadvantage in certain areas because the germans were all crystal meth and it let them work for 24 hours i think they learned that and i <laughs> yeah. think it crossed over a little bit you know what i'm saying like i think crystal meth is a hell of a drug that empowers you to believe that you can ride tigers and have two husbands and not have problems that is like not just two husbands but like two husbands who look like they're probably straight like, <laughs> no, they listen. They I'm, are okay, spo- spoiler alert. They are straight. <laughs> They'll tell you they're straight later on, and that's why I keep telling you, crystal meth is a hell of a fucking drug. That's like, insane. This shit, look, and this is the thing. I can say that, say all this fucked up shit. You can still watch it. I still haven't said some of the most fucked up shit that happens, and you, it's it's so fucked up on how it's processed that it's like I'm still processing it today. We could have the whole show. I could. We could sit here and talk for two hours about Tiger King not making any sense. And when you would watch it, it would make sense. The the only question I have for you before we move on to some of the other stuff this week. Um, but yes, that I'm sorry. The reason I said that they were straight and I hadn't heard that yet is I was watching that marriage ceremony, and they both had looks in their eyes like my grandma's going to be disappointed in me. Like they really had the look Man, in their eyes. They are super straight and they will both it will play out in two extreme different ways how you know that it hit them one day that crystal meth is a hell of a drug. I and maybe I, 
and maybe we shouldn't be breeding tigers in Oklahoma. No shit. Like, even the guy at the very beginning was like, why do you have a snow leopard in your van? Shouldn't they be somewhere not in Florida where it's not freaking hot all the time? He's like, no, if they're raised here, they're acclimated to it. I was like, I don't think that's how, like, Darwinism works in just, you're talking about just they were born. I don't think that's how that works, buddy. Um, Real quick, though. You're an employee at WJ Ranch. Put yourself in this scenario. Do you eat the Walmart meat? <laughs> Do you eat the Walmart meat to survive? Okay. Once again, you need to finish watching the show because if you are an employee, I can guarantee you that at one point you ate the Walmart meat based on a restaurant that was opened up later. This is the best shit show I can see. I've seen and I can remember. And and I'm telling you, like if I, if I put myself in that scenario, which I wouldn't, because I there's I don't I don't fuck with animals that much. Yeah. And I don't do crystal meth. Maybe if I start doing crystal meth in the near future, I probably would. And you want to learn to talk to animals? Right. And I want to fucking that, you know, I don't know. I, I was trying to figure out a way that, that Kara Baskins is a bitch, though. She, I will say that she, she is. is. She is. Here's the, uh, su- here's the surprise for the episode for you, Todd, though. My wife worked with somebody who worked on that ranch. On the WJ Ranch. Unfortunately, I'm not as surprised about that as I should. It's in Oklahoma. It's not that far away. It's not that far it's a away. Lot. It, it was the, the concrete. Like that, that's the thing that put it in perspective. Like I've heard of this. It's there. But I blocked it out because it's so fucked up. I've so driven through out. that city. I literally, and you know how I feel about Oklahoma in a lot of ways as far as from my perspective historically anyway. So I just don't, I guess I don't even think about it. It's not that crucial to me. I don't have family or friends there. It's not a big deal. I have a problem with Oklahoma. I used to like the Oklahoma Thunder. But it legitimately is one of those states and things I kind of block out in the back of my head because I just don't want to take the brain bandwidth to figure out why there are more tigers there than in the fucking Amazon. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, I can't see how that's fucking possible. But now I do. And the answer is crystal. At its very base, it's crystal meth. meth. Yeah, it's crystal meth. Crystal meth will bring tigers. That whole thing in Grandma's Boy where he bought a tiger and bought a monkey to help keep the tiger under control, that was because of crystal meth, not weed. But see, this is the thing about it, though. Possibly crystal meth, but that was like a fake movie. That was how extreme that was. Like they had to go to a fake movie as, on its most extreme level, and and to make that happen. We're talking about in real life. Now I want to watch real, Grandma's Boy. People, right, right. Like that. Like that was. It was the most. Okay, so Grandma's Boy with somebody. That's a great example on the difference between drugs. You have to make a fake movie and the most imaginatory thing that you could think of and put that in a movie. You'll never see that shit in real life with just a pothead. And well, possibly because that's what's okay. What you find out is Travis. That's how the gateway was. He was just an extreme pothead. Man, you got to finish watching. Okay, I'm gonna finish watching this. See, that's what I'm saying. Because like, like the pothead in in Grandma's Boy, most extreme thing you can think of that that's what happens in a movie. Crystal meth, that's what happens in real life. <laughs> that's the reality, reality. That's what happens in real life. You get crystal meth, you got tigers. And monkeys. They had monkeys there, too. This is what I'm saying. Even if it's some, like a tiger tattoo and a, and a loose monkey, it's just in a different form. It's going to be chased after. He mailed Carol Baskin's poisonous snakes. I'm just saying. <laughs> you mailed somebody poisonous snakes. <laughs> like... It gets nuts. 
Who mails somebody poisonous snakes? Meth heads. He motivated me, though. It motivated to me. To mail poisonous it, snakes. Well, we already told you what's going to happen if your neighbor keeps fucking with you. It won't be, you already <laughs> know. True. I already told you that. That's true. But it was just like he had did a show for 10 years before old boy, the official reporter, started even fucking with him. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, he would only get 80 views and all this other kind of stuff. But he was doing it consistently for 10 years before old boy even met him. So by the time he met him, he had like a wealth of experience. There's so much stupid shit, bro, before you finish this thing, though, man. I can't wait till you finish it. Dude, I cannot wait either. Like, that is going to be my plans for the rest of this evening, is like, to finish I, that. Yeah, I'm confident, man. Like, as loose and as, as wherever this conversation went about it, it's just the fact to drive people, especially, you know, during times where you're looking for something to find entertaining and take you away. That If that doesn't take you away to a different place, you're probably on crystal meth, and I ain't mad at you. <laughs> You're already away in a different place, and you're wondering how to get Tiger shipped to your house. Like they're not that expensive. No, they said like two thousand dollars. I was like, wait, what? He said it's so quick too. He was like, so I'm two thousand. I know. I was just like, wait, two thousand for a tiger cub? That's it? That's nothing. Like for a tight? Like you're talking about this wild beast? They turn into a tight. Do you have you ever owned a cat? A regular one? (laughs) They turn? Yeah. No, no, no. I never have, but I've been around them enough. Like, imagine a cat, but bigger, and can rip your whole face off and feast upon your flesh. I'm just saying. I mean, you remember the lady in the, what was it, the 70s or the 80s, maybe even the 90s, the one where she was over there with her friend owning a, like, her friend owned a chimpanzee, and the chimpanzee had become angry because he was hitting puberty? They talk about it in the show. Oh, do they? Where she ripped the face off, right? No, never mind. I'm mixing. I'm mixing up a Joe Rogan episode I just recently oh, watched. Oh, okay. Talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. the chip, the a bear getting attacked or something else. But no, bro. Yes, I know exactly, bro. Don't own these up, animals. You brought up the uh, one of the best points though in one of the early shows is old girl gets her arm ripped off. <laughs> she comes back to work. That bitch Carol Baskins tries to use that against old Joe Exotica. And what does Joe Exotica do? What? Help her get right back on, back to work immediately. Yep. Smart move. Meth, bro. Meth. You'll be working with one arm. And you'll like it, too. That's, that should be the tagline was, for meth. I, she's probably the one I respect the most though, on the show. Because mm-hmm. you can see, like, she's probably, like, I just respect. Like, she wasn't mad at the tiger. No, no. She wasn't mad at the tiger. And I like, she had, there was a little bit of gangster in what she said to the doctor where she was just like, well, it's either going to be two years of reconstructive surgery or we can amputate it. Just cut it off. I need to get back to work. Like, there's a little, again, perfect portrayal of American. Cut it off. I need to get back to work. I'm just saying. Like, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy Listen, as hell. I, like I said, man, it is for me, it is a microcosm. And I mean, it, it, it's it's not just in any specific culture or race. It's legitimately like the underbelly of American culture. My it, it like ramps that up in a way to where I've never seen. Well, not I don't know, man. It, at least in recent history, yeah. It, I don't want to pump it up too much, but if I like, I was like, wow. Well, we didn't even get to the part of the guy with the no legs. Like he just doesn't have legs at all. <laughs> He's got some badass uh, prosthetics with them clowns on it and stuff, which he definitely is an ICP fan. That's the part that I respect about America, though. And it's as fucked up as it is, people like this can find employment 
and jobs in this system and when when everything works out right that have no reason to be employed by anybody ever because they're on crystal meth a lot and it's a hard thing to do probably and hold a regular job especially when you got multiple earrings and and you want husbands and want to shoot guns at random times (laughs) and what are you shooting everything for everything and then tie dynamite to it and then shooting it like my favorite guy though and then we'll move on my favorite guy on the show so far has been the main zookeeper dude who's got the long hair and he's like i never worked with tigers i said that looks cool as shit and then later on they're like what do you think about Doc and his three wives? And he says, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just a very American, like, I just want to hang out with tigers and shoot guns. Like, it should be the slogan coming to America is not, we will take your tired, your poor, your weak. Hey, do you want to hang out with tigers and shoot guns? Come here. We have so many homeless people. Yes. And, we have so many. And, and I just watched hours. And paid money to watch hours of people blow millions of dollars suing one another behind fucked up caged animals that like are endangered and no one in the world can do it. No one can do anything about this. This is the life I want to live. No one can stop me. Okay. Maybe somebody should have stopped you. Maybe somebody should have stopped you and saved yourself. Maybe somebody. Like, that whole shot of him just, like, sitting there on his 4 by 4 as that tornado is in the background. And he's like, this is the worst part, because sometimes you got tigers in the tornado, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know? I'm gay. I'm running for governor. <laughs> I got two husbands, and I like to shoot guns. It, it's really, it's like something, it's like, I can respect that. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Oh, dude. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, seen it. Let us know your opinion. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. But we've been doing some other stuff this week. I know you watch Bloodshot. I got to yes. know. So for me, just real quick before we get into that, Bloodshot, it looks a lot like a Universal Soldier movie. It really kind of has similar vibes in the previews. In the previews. Number one, is it worth the nineteen ninety nine to watch? Number two... Does it compare to Universal Soldier? And number three, how does it serve as an action flick? Comic book based. Number one, for me personally, well worth the $20. I'll go into more depth in that, uh, that uh, at the end. Number two, I really I wouldn't compare it to... I mean, you can compare any movie like that to Universal Soldier or damn near, but yeah. that's not the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Like, you bringing that up makes me think about it now. Uh, kind of. Yes, I mean it's basically the same trope of a dead soldier coming back, but it's based on an actual comic book character that I'm aware of. So you know, I could say Universal Soldier might have been based on Bloodshot. Yeah, I mean um, it was, and it then was... I do get that feel from it. So as far as the action film, like a the third thing, as far as the action film is concerned, absolutely scratch that itch. Now to wrap to the first question, the reason why I was worth 19.99 is because of circumstances and the reason the way. I was able to watch it from home without having to watch it bootleg, but also not having to go out to a theater and spend $60. So this whole experience of everything and being able to get some movies from straight to theater that are streaming on demand and being able to watch them a certain kind of way, back 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 them up with leveling it out immediately watching Tiger King or some shit like that for the $20 for me and my old lady to watch it, have a glass of wine, 
maybe some beer or whatever else in the comfort of my home is what blew up that experience for me. If I were to have spent 50 or $60 going to a theater, getting IMAX and food and experience, I would have been disappointed. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, you did mention it was created by, uh, it was from a comic book. A lot of people, I I haven't never read Bloodshot, but I do know that Bob Blayton and Don Perlin were involved, and those were two of my favorite uh, inkers and artists from Marvel and DC. They did a lot of good runs on stuff like Batman and The Amazing Spider-Man and Iron Man. In fact, uh, Don Layton was the one who created, uh, he brought back X-Factor when its original run. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed it at home. Were the action, I know it was PG-13, so were the action sequences well executed? Was it... Let me let me let me break it down to you this way. Okay. The, this the most simple way because I know you'll feel this, and we can go into further depth. It was a great movie of Vin Diesel, a B actor being Vin Diesel. Okay. If you like Pitch Black, if I you love like, Pitch Black, okay. Do you like uh, Chronicle of Riddick? Yes, love it. Do you like Fast and Furious? Love them. Then you'll like Bloodshot. Okay. See, now I'm sold. That's all I need. Like, especially at home, you're not like twenty dollars. Like and looking at it, I also look at it experience like, okay, this is me and my, my girl going out to the movies tonight. So we're gonna do this, that or the other. I had a nice little steak dinner and watched Bloodshot. And I and it was a fun ride. It wrapped up well. It was a little bit longer than I thought, but it also I mean it's almost a two hour run on it. Um I don't you know, the okay, one critique that I will have are like his teammates, they don't feel weighted at all. Like I don't care yeah. about them at all. Okay, it was it's just it's a Vin Diesel movie about being Vin Diesel. Okay. But I didn't I didn't go into it with high expectations. I just you know, I like comic book movies. It's not one of the top tier favorite I would love and it's not for everybody, but if you're like a comic book head, you don't have anything else to do, you wanna spend some time, you know, watching a, a decent little action flick, it was enjoyable. My girl liked it. Okay. And she doesn't like anything. Man, okay, now I'm interested. Now I'm interested in seeing it. Um I was going to watch it last night, but I ended up watching the Birds of Prey movie instead. Do um, tell, because that's the other one that I was thinking about getting. Yeah, so Birds of Prey I really liked. So they brought back some of the stylized... I don't know if you remember in Suicide Squad where they're doing some of the stylized credits um, and some of the yes. like involving um, a lot of the soundtrack with it. It's a better movie than Suicide Squad. It's a much better movie than Suicide Squad. You can feel that there's this underlying um, kind of this. It's it's what I believe Captain Marvel was trying to do with kind of female empowerment. But I think Birds of Prey actually pulls it off better because they don't make them perfect characters. I mean, you're dealing with Harley Quinn. You're not going to have a perfect character, clearly, because Harley Quinn's insane. Um, but you've also got the Huntress. Uh, you've got Black Canary in there. Um, you've got, I forget the detective's name, but she was introduced in the animated series. And then you've got, uh, what's her name who eventually becomes Batman, Batgirl, the, the, the Asian girl who becomes that Batgirl. bitch Carol Baskins, <laughs> Carol Baskins. Um, it's violent. It's fun. It's funny. Um, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got some great moments to it. I really enjoyed it, man. Like I really, really enjoyed my time with it. This is one of those, though, like you said, like if I went to the theater this, I may have not enjoyed it as much. But because I watched it at home on Amazon streaming, got to hang out with my wife and watch it, who she really enjoyed it. And she said, you know, this is the first movie that they've done where because you remember they did the Ghostbusters female 
remake. They did Captain Marvel. And she said, this is the first one that really captures it for me, though. And I asked her why. And she said, because the characters aren't perfect. You know, Harley Quinn's insane and Huntress has her issues. And she's super. My favorite thing is they make Huntress super awkward. She's just like, it's like, what if Batman happened in real life? And like he had, you know, because Huntress is kind of the female answer to Batman in a lot of ways. She's trained by assassins. She's super brooding. Her whole family's dead. She's a little bit crazy, but she's willing to kill where Batman's not. And it's like, but what if she was trained her whole life by assassins? Like, how would she be as a personality? Answer, super awkward. Does not get along well in society. Says stuff like she doesn't know how to take a compliment. It was really good, though. Um, so I really, I mean, my wife enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It had some great characters, some great DC arcs. Black Mask. Um, of course, you had Obi-Wan Kenobi as Black Mask. He was good. He was really good. And then they had Victor Zaz in it. Uh, Zaz or however the hell you see. You know who I'm talking about, though. Mr. Z. Um, and he was really good in it, too. So I really enjoyed it. I like the last fight sequence. It's The last fight takes about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, it takes place in Harley Quinn's hideout in that little uh, carnival area where her and Joker used to hide out in. And it, 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 it strangely enough recalls the Joe, Joel Schumacher, Batman and forever and Batman and Robin stylized set, but in a good way, like, Oh yeah. I remember these super pulpy action like sequences from those movies. And I remember how like cheesy they were and just over the top, but this is more fun and it's R rated multiple legs get broken. Multiple people get shot with arrows like it's the 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 giant hammer comes out. Harley Quinn uses that. She uses a bat, and she's still like the thing I like is they don't make her the good guy. She's still not redemptive at the end. She's still Harley Quinn, and she's still herself. But she has to temporarily team up with the Birds of Prey, and I really enjoyed it. So I would say it's so worth, worth. So maybe movie movie night again. Birds yeah. of Prey wouldn't be a bad one. It okay. wouldn't be a bad one. Like okay. don't get me wrong, it moves a little slow in the beginning. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad one is what I'm going to say. I'd give it like, if I were to rate it on a scale of one to 10, I'd give it like a six, six and a half, seven, maybe. Okay. So I'd, I'd, I'd stick with, I think with bloodshot, it's a six solid six, but I think you bonus it up a little bit with the home experience. Yeah. Like it's dope at home. And if you look at it, like you're saving money as opposed to spending more money, like, damn, I spent $20 for a, a C movie. It's kind of like, well, you wouldn't have been able to see it. It's like straight to theater, like straight from the theaters. Better than it's way better than like freebie to me as far as quality. And I was gonna check. It was between Birds of Prey and you already know, man, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I gotta I see that. that. Yeah, as a Star Wars fan, yeah. like it right now. I had been putting it off, and when I could go to the movies and see it, that's the first one for quite a time, for quite some time that I hadn't seen. And I think there was a level of appreciation in watching it. Like, oh, okay, damn, like, this is actually kind of cool to watch right now, which brought it back home. So, like, I actually, and I got the five-hour cut on it, so I got all the other shit. Like, oh, so you got, like, all, the bonus materials. It's only $20. Yeah, it's only yeah. $20. Because I think it's already out of theaters, so they just gave you the, the extra bonus shit. So, you know, I like that. And I just keep revisiting that because I'm, I'm looking at your, you know, come on, man. You, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're a true, true blue Star Wars fan, so. Hopefully, I think you'll dig that one too. But uh, I think with the Star Wars, with with that movie, what I was doing was I was letting my expectations get lower, so that when I go into it, I'm not disappointed. 
It was kind of like, okay, so this is going to be a controversial statement. So you remember X-Men 3, The Last Stand? I waited forever to see that movie because I wanted my expectations to be low as possible. And while I've never rewatched that movie again, I didn't walk away from that movie hating it. I didn't think it was a great movie. Like that movie. bitch Carol Baskins. Like that that's bitch how Carol I Baskins. Felt when I watched the movie, I spent that money and I was like, "Look at this! Trying to, this is what's gonna happen to you." Bow, bow. The thing I liked about Last Stand, the only thing that I took away from that was Juggernaut looked good. Like that was a good screen appearance of Juggernaut. Like outside of that, like they screwed up the Dark Phoenix story, but I wasn't mad. I wasn't like angry about it. I was like, all right, they'll just do it again. And then they did it again. And apparently they screwed it up again. I haven't seen dark Phoenix yet. Like that's still one of the best storylines in X-Men history. Chris Claremont on that one. Um, like if, if anybody hasn't, doesn't, I'll go off on a little comic hole here, but if you really want to know where X-Men got started, it is giant size X-Men number one from, I think it's 1976 or 1975. That's where, that's where, that's where they got their start. Like their real start. Like they had X-Men before that, but where X-Men as we know them started was giant size X-Men number one. And it was because of Chris Claremont, who, if you've ever seen the animated show, X-Men, the animated series, Chris Claremont is the reason that even happened. You already know. I saw been watching on Disney plus. That's that. Like I, it still, it still carries over. I, I think that's part of what's been going on with both of us a little bit. We've both been kind of going back again to our roots, what we always talk about. Uh, ultimately, what I forgot to say in the very beginning, especially if you made it to this point, is we talk about whatever the fuck we do yeah. like to talk about. Well, that's... Like this week, we're talking about that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> um, Maybe this title of the episode should be that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> Everything but that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> I'll call her that B. That B. Uh, but now, nah, man, like, oh, you talked about the X-Men animated series. Like the other day I was trying to make comparisons. So I've been, I've told you this all the week. Like I've been, I've been really heavy into the Warner Brothers DC animated stuff. I've been watching a lot of the Justice League. I still think for cartoons, American cartoons specifically, the pairing up of Warner Brothers and DC is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like those shows are still so good. Those movies are amazing. I watched Justice League Dark finally. That was fantastic. I watched the death of Superman. That was amazing. Um, just really you know I watch all of them. Yeah, you know they're I watch all, all so of good. them. That's what, like, I watch all of them. That's why I, I, I didn't think about it like that though until you said it. Yes, day before yesterday, whenever we talked about, it, I was like, damn, I really do. Like I've like I just let my homeboy hold the Dark Justice League. It was just over here. I was like, yeah, you can just have it or just hold on to it. I know you appreciate it. I forget. It's one of those things. Whenever a new one comes out, though, I always would get it, even when the red box was was hot. As yeah, soon as a new one will come out. That would be the thing. Like, I, so I didn't think about it because I always think about Marvel. You know that I'm a little bit more on that side. Even with my comic book era, we talk about this all the time. I was Marvel at the time, more Image, very Valiant. You know what I'm saying? Comics, DC, of course. Like we talked about the uh, with Bruce Miller, Todd McFarlane reference that I'm using with the crossover with Batman and Spawn right now for my painting. You know what I'm saying? That I'm working on, but um. When you brought up the whole Warner Brothers DC just aspect of it again, I really thought about it like the 90s Batman and just they the are Justice League solid, yeah. which is why I can't and you can't figure out why they can't get the movies right. Thank you, dude. Like I just watched the death of Superman last night and they get the doomsday fight with Superman so fucking right. And you're thinking about the live action BVS movie and you're like, how did you screw that up so bad? 
Because it was so good. Like, they set it up perfectly. First, did I say Bruce Miller? You I'm did, Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Uh, uh, I, I, everybody knew what you were talking about. But, like, they set it up so perfectly. So first, Superman tells Lois Lane who he really is, professes his love, and then has this nonstop battle with Doomsday, and in the process of dying, breaks Doomsday neck with this super punch, which is straight from the comic book. And it is so impactful. And then you have that dude who eventually becomes that other Superman who's on the ship and he's just like praying to God and they have it overlaid. And you're just like, y'all did this right in an hour, 20 minutes. What BVS couldn't do right in two and a half hours. Like you did this perfectly. And now now tonight I'm going to watch Reign of Superman because that's the direct sequel to it. Like that's when they bring Steel into it. And I love Steel. Like Steel is a dope character. I was waiting for you to get me get to one that I do not remember watching. And I may have watched that one. But I need to double back. That that one might be a hole in the game because I have. I'm not gonna pretend to see that I've watched them all, but a big chunk of them. The more I, I, I've watched, more than I remember. Me and too. Bring it. Up, I was like, damn, this this one was good too. It's very rare. In fact, what was the last Batman that had Harley Quinn? And, it, I think wasn't it called Batman and Harley uh, Quinn? Right. Yeah. Where, uh, Harley Quinn fucks. Oh boy. Yeah, that was good. Right. That was good, dude. Batman and Harley Quinn. That was good. I watched that one recently, too. Like, I've been going back on the DC stuff. I've been reading the books, too. I've been in the Swamp Thing. I got the saga of the Swamp Thing going on. I got He's a... out here looking like a bald-headed scallywag. <laughs> Don't hear him back. I've been reading the JLA Grant Morrison run from the 2000s. Um, speaking of which, I told you about this the other night. Martian Manhunter, I found some dope tattoos. I'm going to send you some photos of them because they look good. Um, but yeah, there's that part in the JLA Grant Morrison, which is probably one of my favorite panels in comics ever. So these invaders come down, they're metahumans from Mars, and they've kidnapped the entire Justice League, except for, guess who, Batman. Of course. Like, you're not going to get your hands on Batman. Okay, hold on, wait, let's bring this up real quick. Yes. Batman or Punisher wins with prep time. Batman wins with... that out? Bat- yeah. Let's ask that question. All right, so... Tribe, Batman or Punisher, but they've got prep time. Who wins? Who wins the fight? Me, it's a controversial choice. I'm going Punisher. He's a little bit colder. I love Batman, but Punisher is willing to kill, is all I'm saying. Like, he's willing to kill. So, that's the poll for the week. Batman or Punisher with prep time, who wins that fight? Giveaway give away for that one? Yeah, let's do a giveaway for, for that one. For best explanation on, yeah. on why? Yeah. Okay. Email skip the tutorial right, podcast I- gmail.com, Facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, Twitter at STT underscore pod, Instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, skip the tutorial podcast.com. Any of those. So go there. So yes, I'm going with Punisher. Todd, what's yours? What are you going with? You already know. You I already know. know. I know. It's Punisher, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you already know. It's cold. I mean, he's it, cold, dude. Right. It's just, I think he's underrated with prep, prep time. People don't know. How cold he is. He's cold, bro. I mean, he's the only dude that could wear white go-go boots and get away with it. He looks badass in those boots. And the yeah, original remember Punisher. When, remember, remember when he becomes Iron Man? Remember, mm-hmm. like we, we, we can we, let, let's not let, let's not give away the, the gift. Because I mean, Batman is a fair answer, but you gotta give an explanation on why. Okay, for my example we was talking about, and I'll just throw it out there to level it out. I mean, Punisher like murdered the Hulk instantaneously with prep time. Yeah. The Hulk. He ripped out Doctor Doom's skeleton. Just kidding. like that's Doctor Doom, bro. 
Like I'm interested in hearing the, in the response because we just pissed yeah, off. We so just many pissed off like, a lot of people. Batman with prep time is God. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows he's godly. When they rebooted, he fucking became a god of knowledge. Everybody knows this. It's kind of true, but Punisher's cold. He's willing to kill. That gives him the Young advantage. Punisher played Punisher in the '80s, man, and he was doing crystal meth. Yeah, that's <laughs> owning tigers and shit. Um, here, real quick though, before we before we close out the show, my favorite panel in all of comic book history: JLA Grant Morrison, JLA number three on his reboot. Grin, these metahumans have kidnapped the entire Justice League. They're putting them in this thing called the Death Lotus, which looks so dope as a killing machine. They put him in the Death Lotus, but they didn't catch Batman because it's Batman. And so they send somebody in there and they're like, hey, we've had a disturbance in here. Go, somebody go find out what's going on. Well, they send one guy. Of course he doesn't come back. Of course he doesn't come back. So then they send four of them to go find him. And the four of them go find him and they find this dude's body crumpled up with a thing stapled to his chest, a piece of paper that says, I know your secret. And it's about the metahumans. And then they cut back and Superman's talking to the leader of the metahumans and he goes, the leader of the metahumans is like, I don't understand. He's just a human. He's just a man. And Superman looks up with a smile and says, yeah, but he's the most dangerous man on earth. And you're just like, oh, snap. This is it. This is where Batman kills everybody. Like, it it was good, man. Like, it gave me chills just a little bit. Just thank you for letting us nerd out with you guys this week. This has been yeah, a blast. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, man. That like, thank you for real, because that's what it's. This is. It's just a strange episode. I know things have been weird over the past couple of months, but it's it's really been a beautiful thing, and I'm looking forward to having more conversations just like this. Just us, just talking yeah, about other this type of shit. Like this is kind of what the show was meant for too. I know yeah. people come here to listen to games, but it's kind of all tied together, especially right now. Anyway, honestly, and we always gonna talk about games. It's something. One of us will be saying something about games, but we're not just going to get on here and talk about this shit. I don't think that's what people come here for anyway. Yeah. They come here sometimes to, to find out that they might need to watch the Tiger King because it'll probably change their life like it changed both of ours. I or the death like, of Superman. Go watch right. it. I don't know if this is good for Bootyism. It can't be good. for. I don't know if it's good for Bootyism or not. Bootyism, Bob, let me know what your opinion is. Um, but yeah, we love you all. And we do. talk talk about your comic books. What you've been, yeah, you know, got going on. You know what I'm saying? We, let's let's have fucking parties on uh movie times of the Netflix or whatever. Let us know what you think about the Tiger King. If 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 Carol Baskins really is a bitch, or if she's beautiful in a way of saving animals, I don't know. I think she's a bitch. I think they all kind of got bitch in them, and Joe Exotic is the only real bitch in the in the room. He's the real one, man. He's he's the kind of dude I'd be like. Yeah, I mean, we I'd get a beer with the guy, like just to find out, like just to pick his brain. You know what's crazy? I'd be I'd be a little bit intimidated to be in the same room, yeah. and I would not want to drink near him for fear of him sneezing on me. But I can watch it on television. Fair enough. You can't do that on television. I wouldn't I, want him to flip out and get manic and start shooting shotguns around my feet for no fucking apparent reason. No reason. Crystal meth is a hell of a drug, Brian. I can't wait till you finish watching the show. We will. T- oh. Oh, Joe Exotica. <laughs> Joe Exotica uh, strikes back. Oh shit, that wasn't. Oh, um, also, Jane Silent what? Bob reboot. I re I watched I, that recently. Was it good? Because I. If you're Jane Silent Bob fan, yeah, you're gonna like it. 
You're gonna like it. It's okay. on Prime, streaming for free. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna so, give it a little bit of time still. Give it some I time. Be, I can't be disappointed by that right now. Give it some time, then. Give it some okay. time, please do. Good, good shout out though. But yeah, any suggestions that y'all may have too as well, as far as good movies, good cartoons, good, good comics, anything, good comics. I'm in a real comic mood. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, one one thing before I forget for you personally, sir. Yeah. Why, and I'm I'm gonna put this on you. You talked a lot of shit about Animal Crossing. I know, dude. I gotta pick it up tonight. I still haven't picked right. it up. I'm on it. I'm on it. Promise. Alright. Well, that's been this week's edition. Skip the tutorial. Again, let us know your opinions. Answer that poll question. Hit us up at stt underscore pod. Twitter. That's on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Uh, Instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com or skip the tutorial podcast.com. And as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Thank you, Cambodia. B, watch uh, Mark Riblet's Two Girls, One Quarantine. I will. I will. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>